Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast for creatives and how and why they make the work that they do. And today, my special guest is Lisa Hedrick, who is a master of many things. She is not only a watercolor artist, she's an illustrator, designer, and teacher. And I was so fortunate to meet Lisa through Elizabeth Silver's course on surface design. So Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. Hi, Nancy. Hi, everyone. I'm just so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm really super excited for our conversation today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I really appreciate um, you being willing to speak with the audience and share your extensive knowledge and background in the um, applied arts. So this is fantastic. And I know um, it'll all be very insightful. Um, but for the audience, um, I would love it if you could kind of talk about where this inspiration or where this desire came from to become an artist. Wow. Okay. So I would say like my creative endeavor started very, very young. I want, was always into something where I was making something with my hands. So at very young and as early as seven, cause I can remember it. Um, I was knitting and crocheting needlepoint, like just curious, very, very curious about all of these things, quilting, drawing, sculpting, painting. My my mother was a sculptor, uh, very creative and illustrator. So, you know, I grew up in kind of a, my father um, did a lot of writing. Um, so I kind of grew up in a, where the creativity or exploring and curiosity was very much welcomed and just kind of part of the day. So I wanted to make all the things like all the time. So it, you know, as a young person, so, um, and I really did hone in, um, very young on loving paper, <laughs> loving everything about paper and visuals and it, and how they connected. So, and it really did spark this path of creativity for me, um, into the future. I knew very, very young and very like that I was going to pursue um, some kind of creative career, some kind of creative career. And it actually had started um, in writing. So it, it's interesting. It started in writing in journalism, actually, as a journalist. And then I really got into video and film. And this was all before I started college video and film, you know, before the digital thing was a <laughs> digital thing that it is now. Right. So I kind of had explored um, that. I started college as a journalism and a mass communications major. Um, a long, long ago, and then forayed right into graphic design as all part of that process. So I just kind of felt like all of the things that I had been doing my whole life, making things with my hands, just kind of reiterated, like iterated it itself as I got older and started to explore. Um, and one of the things is that I just could always like close my eyes and visualize things like what a room would look like, what a design would look like, what a page would look like. And it was just something that was just part of me as very young, but it was not a skill. I would say it was something that I worked on too. It was a skill that I knew was a part of me. Um, 
and just wanted to hone it and was curious about it. So um, the inspiration I feel to become an artist and like to continue down this path is curiosity. I'm really curious about the way things work, the way things get made, how to do things. So I'm always very, very interested in seeing like what other people do. I, I was, I was thrilled nancy when i met you the stuff that you do is just insanely crazy creative and you're a paper artist too like you hand cut paper and it just blows me away and i just love it so i think um you know and also as a child i was kind of an introvert i was very shy very shy very young um and i had a hard time uh, with big crowds and things like that um, in this very extroverted world. So being curious and doing all of these uh, creative things kind of let me be in that extroverted world in a bigger way. So, um, and I kind of figured that out when I was younger. So it's kind of fun. So that was a lot. Yeah. No, that's great. No, but, And then you have all these different like um, avenues that your art has spread into, which is fascinating to me. So how did you know, like, did, can you tell about, tell us yeah. about the progression? Like, did you oh, start yeah. out like graphic design and then maybe, I mean, I don't know, like exactly sure. how did it branch into these other areas? Because that fascinates me. It's funny because, um, it, and again, it was curiosity yeah. and also like, career paths and the seasons of life that I have been in. So I, um, you know, I had left college and went right into a graph, the graphic design world, but on the corporate communication side of things, I worked for a hospital and I was the like in corporate communications for a hospital. And I worked for a college system for a really long time. And I was a director of publications and marketing. So like all of these marketing skills and all of those tools that I was learning in, in that toolbox in my corporate world just kind of led, you know, have always been with me, but led me to a season in my life where um, I was having my children and they were young. And then I, decided to go freelance and Nancy I'm gonna laugh a little oh, bit because I decided to go freelance in a time so my freelance began let's see 2004 in 2004 okay so I went freelance in 2004 and I had two young children a three-year-old and a one-year uh, one-year-old so at that time, so there, you know, preschool and early preschool, so two littles. And I went freelance in a time when we were on the cusp of like all the digital things that we have now. We didn't really have all that. I had a fax machine. Wow. Right. I had a fax machine and I had business cards. Wow. Right. So we, um, you know, it was a little bit of a different time trying to build a business and freelance, but I had a lot of freelance. Um, graphic design clients. So that's kind of how I started in graphic design, um, working in print production and things like that. And things as technology has changed and as things have evolved, also in the seasons of my life as my children have gotten older, things have changed. So when blogging came about, 
and I know blogs are still around because I still do it. Yeah. But when blogging came about, about, I started a blog for the paper crafting projects that I was doing and like the making and the things like that. And it started to open some doors with in the paper crafting and um, the craft industry with meeting some new people, like meeting, you know, at that time, uh, being a freelancer was very solitary, very lonely. And sometimes it can be very lonely because you are working for yourself, your business, you're by yourself a lot. And even back then, we didn't have like the texting and we didn't have all the connections that we have can make now, like through direct messaging and all the people that you can meet now. So I started to be able to meet new people who were doing things like me and exploring other um, opportunities in this world, like graphic design. I was also really good at illustration and I could fill a need for people who needed things designed and who needed things illustrated for products. So um, that's kind of how some of those things got started. And I started in and doing that. And I was also teaching locally at a local store, like how to use these products and how to create artful things for yourself and how to make cards and make paper crafting projects that could, you could give as gifts or you could sell or you could do. So like, I just started branching out into that area and it kind of became a second part of my business, like graphic design and illustration always kind of stayed at the forefront, but then I started branching out into this other area and that's where surface design started to come in and learning about surface design and learning like, oh, um, there's, I could do this. Like I could make things that could be used on products. Um, But, and then I kind of hit a little bit of a burnout phase (laughs) with all of it as we, as one does, right? And really did kind of flip-flop back and forth between focusing a lot of my attention on graphic design and marketing and illustration and building that part of the business and then um letting some of the surface design kind of go by the wayside it, it's it was hard I mean it's art licensing was kind of um this was about 13 years ago when I really started diving in and looking into it there wasn't a lot out there, not a lot of information, not a lot of, um, there was a, a couple people doing it um, and coming out into the forefront and just kind of showing you how to do it, where now we have a lot more people. We have Elizabeth, who's really practical in oh, business yeah. sense and really like I'm super attracted to her knowledge base because of the way she teaches it, because it's real like and, and learning it. but. Um, Yeah. So it's every season of change has been led by curiosity. So like me and meeting new people and seeing where I might be able to fit in there. But it also had a lot to do with being a freelancer and wearing many, many hats. So as this freelancer who kind of came up into building a business early in the early 2000s, um, you, you know, 
utilizing the technology I had, meeting the people I had, things just changed. The technology changed. All the things that we can do have changed. It's been very exciting. And that has just kind of every season, there's been a change. There's been a, a little bit of pivot in my business. Like, okay, where can I take this now? What can I explore? What can I try to do? And I started to hone in on the things that I really started to love. And that was illustration, design was never going to leave me and teaching and using um, watercolor and the florals that I do and bringing that all together. Like, how could I bring that all together and make it work? So I kind of approached it from a generalist approach instead of um, a lot of times I feel like we'll hear niche down, niche down, niche down, yeah. find that one thing, right? Find that one thing. And that didn't really work for me. So I'm like here to tell you, give you permission. If that does not work for you, don't do it because someone says someone that we might be learning from who means well for you is telling you to niche down. It might not be your thing. And that's okay because you can find your th your way through. Um, oh boy, I think I rambled a little bit on that question. No, no. <laughs> yeah. All great yeah. advice because it speaks to me because I find that um, I, as you get older, I just willing to try more things. When I was younger, I'd be like, oh no, I'd get in my head like, oh no, they said that's not going to work. So I just won't even do it. Now I'm like, ah, eh, try it. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to see what happens and to exactly. explore. And a lot of the fun that I find or the enthusiasm and challenge has been doing the experimentation and finding what I love to do and um, what I've noticed about your your stamps that you design it's like the mix of everything I feel like all the things that you talk about that you enjoy doing it's the design it's the illustration and then it's uh, the teaching and I was fascinated how you got into doing the stamps and um, was that from earlier what you said or was that something that you yeah, it was that really on. So early on, and I just started meeting people through paper crafting industry and um, opportunities came up and with um, a stamp company who was the stamp companies were looking for artists, right? Looking for people to illustrate images for their collections, their stamp collections. So that's kind of how I got started. I'm like, oh, I I really think I could do this. And then for me, it was like taking it a step further from there. Like, okay, then I want to take the stamps that I've created. I was also a stamper, paper crafter, maker as I entered into this industry. And that is a little bit unique. Not all illustrators that enter into the paper crafting industry actually make things with the products that they create. I felt like, oh, I can't wait to make things with the products that I've illustrated and then teach people how to use them and what my thought process was when I illustrated it and created it and all the different things that you can you can do with them. So I had worked with a couple stamp companies early on, and that was in that in that freelance capacity, you would do illustrations, you would submit them, they would either get accepted or not accepted. Um, so that was like the foray into the art licensing world. Um, and 
in a different way, because there's lots of different ways that you can enter into art licensing. I have always kind of entered it as uh, early on from the freelance capacity, like submitting, like we would get a um, sense of themes would be shared with us early on, like here's some themes, you would submit your artwork, and that company owner would decide if it fit the kind of collections she was creating for her business. And if it did, then they paid you per piece. And so because I was fast and I had a good sense of like what their vision was, I could create volumes of illustrations and keep a really, really fast pace and keep a, a fairly steady income with it. Um, but then while I was in the thick of all that, I was amassing massive amounts of illustrations, like a database, I would call it a database of illustrations. And I was looking at them. And I was like, what can I do with these? Like, what else can I do with these illustrations? How can I sometimes I use them in my graphic designs uh, work, my print production work, I used them with, um, with those kind of clients. Um, and then other, other things started to open, like I started to be able to use some of those that database of illustrations for um, creating other products with them. Um, and again, in sort of like a freelance, a lot of the things that I entered into was a paid per piece kind of thing. The early days of the royalty and like um, negotiating royalties, they weren't, those kinds of things weren't coming through the kind of work that I was putting out. It wasn't until later, like within the last seven years that things started to change with licensing. Um, so there's, that's what I, I want to get. I hope that people get that you have lots of different ways that you can foray into um, an industry and every industry needs art of some sort, whether it's illustrations or whether it's patterns. Um, so just kind of being curious and exploring the way in is you, you kind of have to have a little bit of an open mind because things just change. And as those industries change and their needs change, What's been helpful for me and what has helped me to be successful is that I pivot with them and I'm flexible. People like to work with flexible people, right? They don't want a lot of, um, they don't want a, a difficult relationship. So like my, and my work now in the industry, I do stamp illustration for Gina K designs. I'm an exclusive exclusively illustrating for her for stamps in wow. um in this area i love it i love working with her it, we have such an amazing relationship um and it is it is i'm so grateful because it's the beautiful place for me to land with that part of my business and i uh, wouldn't have it any other way but the model's a little bit different so because I'm an exclusive artist with her, it is more of a, um, it's royalty based. So I have a skin in the game, in my opinion. So I, I know that the more I show and share, 
with my stance, right? And I do that on my YouTube channel. I do weekly lives. I share how to create with my stamps and other illustrators in the line. Like I mash up everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's how I'm in service to people by sharing this inspiration and giving people their soft place to land and learn from me. And, um, I, you know, you've heard the rising tides, like everybody when rises together. And that's kind of how I feel about that experience. If I'm sharing, I'm helping my business. I'm helping Gina Kay, who I love dearly. And I'm helping all of the makers and the people at home who are learning. And we're all just kind of on this journey together. And that's how I'm in service, specifically in service to this thing, this energy that I'm putting out there. So that is, that does take up that. I've made a choice that that it takes up quite a bit of um, part of my business, but I put a lot of effort into it to make it happen. So, um, and then the surface design, the other surface design I do, I do pitching just like everyone else does. I'm not as great with the pitching, <laughs> right? With uh, keeping up on it, but I really did get into a good mojo with pitching because I learned so much from Elizabeth um, Silver on that. And But I really approach it from a freelance model. I am, um, I'm, I do make things for my portfolio, but I also self-manufacture. So I I'm fascinated by how products get made. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm just going to make it. I'm going to go soup to nuts and make it. And then I'll sell it in my store, in my online shop, or um, I have products in local, local shops mm -hmm. in my town. So I'm, I do, it's just a lot of different pathways mm -hmm that have led me down this path because of curiosity um, where, you know, your listeners might feel like that's like super overwhelming, but remember I didn't do it all at once. Right. And do all these things at once. Um, and I have found like what lights me up and what is um, where you put your attention to. And it just happens that I put my attention to quite a few things. So um all at once but that's what makes my business not so um, makes it very interesting and never a dull moment and you're not just working on one thing you're working on multiple things um but yeah awesome. what I led just, me <laughs> it all speaks to me I I feel like I think some of it's because of my art teaching background it's kind of mm -hmm. like we change it up and then the um I'm a little all over the place sometimes. So I have multiple things going on, but I found like the busier I am, the better I am at keeping track, like staying yes. like boom, boom, boom and getting things done. Um, and what you're saying, it's amazing. But with that said, do you have any tips for the listeners? Like, how do you manage? Like, do you yeah. like block out or like, oh, yeah. do you have a list or what to, you know, work on next and keep it going? Oh, yeah. I have a process. I have an absolute process. And I think you can't, you can't, you do have to go into this freelance life organized because you, and I don't have a team of people behind me either. It's just me. So I do, I do use tools. I use Asana for project management. 
I use Evernote for keeping notes and that links with Asana. I use the whole Google ecosystem. So I, um, and this is tactical stuff here. So I use the Google Calendar ecosystem. I do a thing called time blocking. So I time block things in my day um, and, and I'm be realistic with like how you're going to time block things out. But the clients that I serve, whether it's on the gra graphic design side or whether it's on um, the art side and the art licensing side, I know like what I'm in service to do for them. I know what my deadlines are. Everything goes into Asana as my project management system. My illustration deadlines with Gina K, they're six months out. Like I have an illustration deadline every month. Okay. Or the six months down the road. Oh. So I am on a schedule for that. So I know, and there's also, I have a product release that comes out with her every month. So I, there's a lot of work that leads up to that. So I know what time blocks I need for that client. I know what time blocks I need for this graphic design client. I know, and I look at things and in a month at a glance, and then every week I'm time blocking out because I'm working on something different all the time. And the important thing about the time blocking is that it does, when you do this over time, it starts to give you you start to see where your white spaces are, where your open spaces are for you to nourish yourself too, because you still have to illustrate, explore, get creative, get like, you know, fall down a Pinterest hole, just like everyone else does, um, paint, whatever it is that lights you up, because mm -hmm that's being in service to you. Now you're going to be in service to a lot of different clients and their needs, but then you have to find the thing, the white space for you to be in service to you. And um, you can find time. It's how you use your time right now. Don't get me wrong. I will go on a Netflix binge just like everyone else. Right. Because my brain needs to shut down and give yourself grace to do that. Right. Give yourself grace. So I know one of your questions was managing work-life balance. Yeah. I don't think there is a work-life balance. I think it's all just life. So you're just figuring out how to balance um, what you have to accomplish, what your responsibilities are and what you have to accomplish in a day. And also like, how do these things make you feel? Like I'm really good at pruning. If something is in your life that isn't working and it could be work related, okay, how can you prune it, right? Because it's also sucking up a lot of energy for you. Um, so I do take measurements of my energy. Like, how am I feeling about this? How am I feeling about this particular client? How am I feeling about this work that I've created? Oh, instead of like, sometimes the time block will be, here's my two hour time block for illustrating. And I sit down to illustrate and it's not happening. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace here because I'm not feeling it, but I do have this deadline. But because I have um, blocked some time, I'll just move that block and move a different block in. Maybe I can do something administrative. 
um, you can also begin to see like how what times of day work for different tasks for you. Sometimes you in the morning, if you're a morning person, that might be your better time to do your illustration and your creative time. Where afternoon, maybe that's better to answer emails. So I just kind of figured out a way to use tools. And I also use um, a bullet journal. So I bullet journal down like my daily log task for day and just kind of keep use all these tools to just kind of keep my eye on things. Um, and also just know, give yourself space for it, it not happening. Like it ain't happening. So I need some grace. Um, I maybe I need to go for a walk. It, and this doesn't happen overnight, especially, and um, I want to share that with newer people, especially if you're in a season of your life where you're, you have a young family, holy smokes. I remember that season and I want to tell a really quick story that might be helpful for, for women and or men that are in that season that are freelancing. I, you know, I remember trying to do all of the things with two littles, like a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And I remember at those times of your life, you sometimes feel like you don't even have a second to breathe on your own. <laughs> and I remember go trying to have a client phone call right? Oh. When all this is happening. And I went into the bathroom and I shut the door and I stepped into the shower to have this client phone call. All the while, my two little babies, love them to death, were outside the bathroom door throwing notes underneath the door, <laughs> trying to get my attention. And you're, and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm failing them as a mom. And I'm also failing this client and everything. But you know what? I look back on those days and I'm like, and I laugh because this is life and this is how it is and it's okay. So if you're out there and you're in that stage of life where something's falling through and your kids are in your studio with you all day, go for it. Like just, it'll be okay. You just might not get everything done that you plan to get done. My two babes, they're 21 and 19 now. They grew up in my space working with me. They just did. And that was just kind of how it was. And, you know, I worked, I, because I was able to freelance and be here, I was able to have that flexibility. And I know people are searching for the flexibility in their life. Just be flexible with yourself and what that looks like, right? And how that flushes itself out. Um, and as they get older, your time I want to say that your time will open up in big gaping holes, but it doesn't always do that because they're in a different stage of their life where they need you in a different way. Just give yourself some grace and just, um, just know that one thing at a time, like try to do one thing a day that gets you closer to your goal. And that's what I've just tried to do since they were very, very young. And, um, uh, to, just to kind of build a business. And, you know, the other thing, and Nancy, I know you can attest to this too, what you see online on in the old Instagrams is just the highlight reel of people's businesses. Mm -hmm. Many of us have been at this for decades or more and are just now getting the traction that you desired back in year one right? Just keep at it. If you love it, stay curious, keep at it. 
and um, just know that things in different seasons, things are going to pivot and shift. And um, yeah, I hope that was motivating. Um, some advice, <laughs> some real advice about what really happens um, as a freelancer. So Oh, that really is. And it, it makes me feel a little bit better about, you know, because like it's so like, I think for me, everybody's amazing, you know, on Instagram, everybody's amazing. You're amazing. Everybody's like, everybody looks amazing. It's yeah. a highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, that has been the struggle is the speed which everybody works at. Because if you tend to be more traditional, like I'm hand building and yeah. putting these things again, it just takes time. And I've had to give myself a sense of like, understanding, like, well, that person works that way. And that works for that person really well. I can't judge myself based on that, what they're doing, because exactly. they're great. They're going to be faster because of the way they've worked it out. And I've just had to kind of not be as hard on myself because that was like literally driving me nuts. I was like, how did they get this much done in one week? Like who, who can do all this? So like, I, I, you know, like it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was. And then finally I was like, you know, I just got to let it go. I got to do what I'm going to do because, and also they're working on other things. I was like, I'm not even doing the same thing. So it's right. Yeah, so, and but, it's hard uh, because that's where people rabbit hole because, um, it's what they see. And remember all of the stuff that people share, um, it is their highlight reel. And when there are many artists who are sharing the real deal, like the hot mess, the things that you see, I try to be very honest with people. Like I am just like you, I am managing a, ho a house and family and all those other expectations that you have going on in your life. Um, and that that's what real life is. So give yourself grace. I just say it over and over again. Give yourself grace. Um, I think that's one of the reasons, Nancy, why I love Elizabeth is because she's super honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, she's that is it. Like what she's saying is spot on. So if you are in this season of your life where you are just starting out or thinking about toe dipping or exploring what this kind of uh freelance or this surface design can be for you just give yourself grace to know that you can just start with the one thing right the one thing and then see where it takes you so I hope that's motivating too like I know that was one of your questions like how you stay motivated <laughs> Yeah, all of it. I think you've answered all my questions yeah. <laughs> except for the one since this is a podcast and yeah. I would love for people to check out your work. But um, do you want to like shout out on your um, where they can find your work and uh, oh, yeah, check yeah. it out? Okay, so I have a lot of different things that I do, but if I have two websites. So if you, for, for our audience here, if you go to indigojadeart.com, that's where you'll find, that's my home base. That's where you'll find my uh, links to the Instagrams, the Facebook, my YouTube channel, uh, my online classroom, and also my online store. And like all the things that I do there, uh, that's the home base uh, at indigojadeart.com. So, yeah. Well, I will put it in the description box for all of the listeners. Please go check out Lisa's work and her Instagram. I mean, I know it's just gorgeous. <laughs> like, I love all oh, your photos you. and like all the little projects. And I was like, especially when you're cutting things out and layering, I was like, oh, yay. I love I that. Know. And I'd so love that. that gets, That's you. Yeah. 
paper. Let's cut some yes. paper, Nancy. Let's create some things with cut paper. I just love it. Love it. Love it. So, yeah. so thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing all your knowledge and expertise. And you are an inspiration. And um, I'm looking forward to um, seeing more of your work that you've been sharing in our little group that we meet at. So yes. um, thank you very much. Thank you, Nancy. I'm so grateful to be here. Please, for your listeners, don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you have questions, I'm very open. And it's me answering the questions. Um, that's just another way I like to be in service to our world, our industry, just helping, helping people navigate. So thank you. Thanks for having me today. Definitely. And everybody, thanks for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.